welcoming to Jackson Share Sports Radio, Dylan Borgita, who's the head of VIP acquisition in the Maryland, D.C. area at DraftKings. And this episode, it's a little bit of a twist up. You know, I usually, everyone's used to me interviewing Division I athletes, great, whatever, you know, so-and-so went to the NFL. We're seeing a different side of sports today with Dylan Borgita on the show. So previously, Dylan worked at FanDuel for four years, two months uh, in New York City, and was a VIP uh, account manager there. Dylan also worked at Under Armour for customer service to start off things. Uh, and Dylan also worked at William Hill Sportsbook. So, I mean, he's not in his head. You, you understand. You know you know your career path. You know how it's gone. So with all that, Dylan, welcome to Jackson Share Sports Radio. I appreciate it. That was an electric intro, and uh, I'm ready for it. Let's do it, man. So, Dylan, tell me a little bit about your career trajectory. Like, what has been uh, – where did you start? We talked about where you started. How did, how did you get to that point, pretty much? Yeah, so I was a poker playing kid in high school. I was the one passing out March Madness brackets in middle school. Love so that. I was pretty early into gambling. Um, starting in, in college in 2009, 2010, I started playing daily fantasy sports on FanDuel and Draft Street at the time, who DraftKings then acquired. Uh, and that kind of started my vision into the business world of gambling. I, I still didn't see it as a career. Uh, so I did take that job that you mentioned at Under Armour. I was in a literal call center. If your shoe ripped and you called the 800 number, that was me picking up and sending you a, another shoe. Uh, <laughs> I started realizing there wasn't much room for growth and, and I didn't want to be a customer support agent. So FanDuel started getting a little more popular in 2013, 14. I reached out to someone on LinkedIn, just like you did to me, which is why I always answer everyone. Uh, Love that, and man. I got my first job and they said, move up to New York. Wow. take this customer support job for four months. And if you do good, we'll, we'll keep you there. So I uh, lived on a friend's couch for about a year and a half doing that customer support job. Wow. And as the industry started to change and then sports betting, of course, ultimately legalized my whole life changed because over those years I've built up a lot of relationships with some of the biggest gamblers on the planet. And all of a sudden that those relationships mean something once, once sports betting became legal. So went from FanDuel customer support to VIP helped William Hill start their VIP team, and then now uh, trying to take everything over with DraftKings. Wow. And, I mean, just incredible. Just the, the way you went from customer service all the way to DraftKings, building that up, and then just the explosion. I mean, this last couple of two years, this last two years, three years, has been ex an explosion. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about it. We'll, we'll get to that. I got some questions on that later. Um, so how did you get to this position at DraftKings, uh, at head of VIP acquisition? Yeah, so I the uh, I guess the most interesting story was how I went from customer support to VIP at FanDuel because that let everything off. I, I think I was maybe the 30th employee at FanDuel. Like I said, I was a customer support agent. And maybe there was 100 or so employees when they wanted to start a VIP program. Wow. So they sent an email to all of their VIP level players. This was back at the time when like my emails were all connected. So I received the email. I assumed that it was oh, an internal work email. So I replied something witty because I knew the guy who sent it. And he said, holy shit, how did you receive this email? It's because I had been such a big player in college, a losing wow. player. But, <laughs> so it was like the my world's kind of collided. It was like, well, you know the customer. You should help start this. So that's how I got my foot in the door with VIP went to William Hill, which was my big step up to really like own the program and build it out for sportsbook. And then 
really the DraftKings team reached out to me. They said, your name keeps popping up. Uh, when we talk to big gamblers, we'd love to have you on and see if you could bring some business our way. And then it started where I was just going to be kind of like a, a hunter effectively, like a, a, um, a big game hunter and trying to work with the biggest players. And now it's turned into a legitimate department and we have a whole sales team. And um, I never thought I'd be doing like actual sales and using Salesforce. I didn't even know what that was four years ago, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. And you know, in terms of the roles and the responsibility, like at, at FanDuel, when you say, you know, head of like VIP, what's V first of all, what's VIP program for listeners at home? Cause you know, I'm into sports. I see all the gambling stuff, FanDuel Sportsbook on it all the time. I, I see that stuff. Um, so what, what does that mean when you say VIP program? Yeah. So it's like any loyalty or rewards program that you think of. So really your top customers you want to take uh, care of with different benefits and rewards. Um, we're taking our players to to games. Obviously the Super Bowl is coming up in a few weeks. So we've got a suite for that where a lot of our, our big customers come out. Um, so it's the same way, you know, any airline or any hotel is going to reward their, their best members. That's what we do. So the most active people, uh, the ones who are betting the biggest amounts that, that you see on Twitter, like those are the people that we want to build one-to-one relationships with, you know, make sure that everything's responsible, obviously one, and then two, make sure that they're having the best gaming experience possible as a, as a gambler myself, I know how important that one-to-one relationship is. And like, you know, you're doing it for entertainment and you, and you want to be taken care of. So you book them suites to just to make this like clear. A singular per like if it's a singular person, you book them a suite, right? We've for done that before, but not for the super. You would have to be oh yeah for the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. So for something like the Super Bowl, maybe we'll have twenty spots and we'll try to get our best players in or or some big prospects there. But we have partnerships with with teams and leagues all across the country, so we're constantly filling tickets and suites. I know we've got Celtic stuff tonight for the Warriors game. Um, I was just talking to someone about going to that, so. Uh, yeah, we've got like that. That's one of the perks. And obviously there's bonuses and promotions that are exclusive to VIP members as well, along with swag and various other things. That's freaking awesome, dude. I, I mean, as a sports fan, I'm, I'm geeking out right now. I like this. Uh, so Dylan, I mean, where, what made you? Where do you live? Where do you live? I know I'm, this is your podcast. New York City. All right, I'll take you to a game. We'll do it. That, dude, that'd be sick. We'll go, we'll go to a next game. We'll go to a next dude, game. Dude, that would be unbelievable. Uh. So, I mean, in terms of like working in the, in the industry, dude, like, how do you, how do you even choose? I understand being a sports fan, but like you just as a sports fan, like made it to this side of the industry in a way. I mean, I don't really know how to ask that question. Like you kind of just got to this side of the industry. Yeah. It's probably different for you because like gambling has now been a thing for some of your formative years where for me in high school, this was not an industry. Like there was no, and even in college, this was not like a legitimate industry. So totally. I was a gambler, but I was doing it offshore and yeah, yeah, there was yeah. never a thought that this could turn into a business opportunity. Um, and even in the early days when it started 2013, 2014, 2015, like it was still kind of taboo. You didn't see all the lines on ESPN. I mean, you were in elementary school, so I don't even know if you're watching, but uh, you like the lines we're not on ESPN the way they are now. So oh, yeah. I think my passion for gambling and the business behind it got me into the industry. I think a lot of people with a passion for just gambling don't think about it in terms of working in the industry. And so I had that going for me where it was like a collision of sports and business and 
the gambling, which I was a practitioner of myself for better or for worse. Um, that's how I got here. Wow. And I mean, I'm even, even myself, like, you know, I'm looking, I run a podcast, you're on the podcast. I'm, I'm with, you know, guests and my friends talking about the Super Bowl betting odds. Like that's been a new addition to the show. And every time I'm looking on ESPN, I'm like scrolling all the way to the bottom. Oh, you know, bills are favored by six. Great. Let's take them. You know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, I feel like it's, it's changed the whole game. Just the game. I remember, I mean, I remember, I don't, it must've been five years ago where like you load up the ESPN app and there weren't lines. Now, if you, if I bring up the app on any sports app, you see the betting line. So it's becoming more mainstream. And obviously there's a lot of like political and moral discussions around that, but it's like any big industry. I mean, alcohol is a, a huge one that people like to compare it to where it's like, you could find, I mean, you could find uh, soda and think about all the ways that that could be bad for people. So um, the good thing about sports betting being this regulated is that we monitor all of the negative aspects. Whereas I was gambling 10 years ago and it was completely the wild, wild west, which is terrible for gamblers. It's terrible for operators. Like you actually want it to be more mainstream so that everyone's taken care of. So there's a lot of comments around that and i feel like it's a, a lot of people that don't know what they're talking about are like debating both sides and it's weird to me as someone that's in it that's i mean that's what i was that was literally my next question i was just going to ask like you know based on this huge uptick i know like fanatics and michael rubin have had this they, they've kind of merged into their own uh with their sports books like it, all of these sports books FanDuel, draft i could go on forever Bar barstool sports for god's sake has a sports book anything has a damn sports book these days so, I mean, a lot of people in the media and the press are, like, really negative about it. And, you know, as, as a kid, and I see my friends, you know, some of them, whatever, gamble a couple bucks here and there and whatever it is, whatever it is. what are your thoughts on, like, you know, the negative effects on society, right? Like, I, I don't know how you can compare it to, like, a soda company, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's everyone's judgment on, like, is gambling good or bad? I will say that from working at the companies like i'm super impressed not just DraftKings, but all across the industry like how much they care about responsible gambling how much of a push it is we have trainings constantly um in order to get large sums of money on you have to prove that you can afford it you know somebody could text a local bookie 20 years ago or now off off the street and get a line of credit with no documentation so the risks there are way bigger than the risks of it being legal. Um, and, and now it's more visible. So I think that's a good thing. People are going to gamble whether it's legal or not. And the fact that it's visible means that there's actually protections for the player. So that would be my response. But like, like anything, people have to decide whether or not they want to participate. I always say that for my job and my team, like we will never convince someone to gamble. I have no intention of right. teaching someone how to gamble, convincing them how to gamble. I'm simply trying to identify the people that are already doing it. Totally. They're just not doing it with us. And, and I would rather them do it with us because I know that they're going to have a better experience. 100%. I, and, you know, I totally respect that. And it's all about their, you know, drive and their, yeah, their, their uh, I guess, it's intentions. A, it's a tricky, like, subject, though, to talk about for sure. Totally. And there's many different, many different ways you could talk about it. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you spent like a lot of time in like Vegas at all? Or are you, you just like here? So I was in New York for seven years. I just moved to Maryland. I have spent some time in Vegas. I don't love Vegas. So I'm kind of lucky that 
FanDuel and DraftKings were not legal there. So like it's I didn't have to spend a ton of time there, but I've had my fair share. I think the cool part about being remote and having gambling through the apps now is that it can take you to a lot of different places. So we launched in Kansas recently. I got to go to Kansas City. I saw a Chiefs game. We That's had dinner dope. next to Travis Kelsey. Like those type of experiences. That's freaking really cool. awesome, man. So those those experiences are cool and you get the local flair. Um, I'd rather do that than Vegas, but I know I'm going back there in a couple months. So what do you wait? What are you going back there for? It's just like a it's an offsite. So we'll be there, oh. I think, during March, March Madness for some meetings and to meet with people. How big is is F1 gonna be? I mean, when they're coming to Vegas, how I mean that that must be huge too. Yeah, so the the event is huge and people are talking about F1. I will say from a betting perspective, it still hasn't grown or it hasn't gotten huge. Like it's definitely grown, but there's not like a lot of big money coming in on F1. So right. I could see it taking off. I'm interested to see how this tennis show on Netflix affects betting because that is a huge betting sport. Um, and just trying to get people uh, more into the smaller, I guess, more fringe sports. Got you. Um, so what's your what in terms of your job at DraftKings, what's your favorite part of it? Like what what do you what do you love doing the most? Yeah. The best part of the job is that you get to meet a lot of different people. You get to have a lot of cool experiences. And I, I love the people I work with. I think it's too many people when they're asked about their job, try to make this blanket statement about the company they work for or about the industry they're in. At the end of the day, if you like your boss and you like your coworkers, you probably are going to like your job right. and you like the topic. So for me, this checks all boxes. So I've, I'm in such a good position. And I feel, I don't feel worried about going to work every day. It's, it's something I actually look forward to. Um, and then like the perks of being able to travel, I, I never really traveled growing up. Like I remember my first FanDuel trip at like 24, 25 was the first time I ever went to like a super nice restaurant and got the whole Vegas treatment. I was like, this is pretty cool. I get why people want to have money. Um, and so now I, now I totally see the value of traveling to different places. Um, people want to talk to, to us, especially now with the position, it's like, I feel like I can reach out to people and, and I have something to offer now. Whereas, right. uh, in the past I was like, just kind of looking up and, and now I feel like I have something to offer. I have experience in a way that many people don't. And it's like that confidence that you feel of, oh, I actually have value to bring to to anyone regardless of their stature. So all that makes it really enjoyable. Love that. So I'm a kid. You were once a kid. What 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 teams did you follow? Because I mean, I follow, I'm from New York. I follow the Knicks. My entire family's from Maryland. They went to Mar University of Maryland where you went. And I love the Ravens. Sad, sad loss. And I love the Orioles. I actually worked for the Orioles last summer as an intern in uh, Ticket Partnership. So it was pretty good. I saw that. Yeah, I was Orioles, Redskins, Wizards, and the Terps. I think when I got to college, I was a basketball player in high school. It was hard for me to root for kids my own age at basketball. So I kind of like stopped being a fan when I was there. And then I think by that time I started gambling and that kind of take took away some of my fandom too, which I regret. Um, I'm still definitely a, a DC sports fan all the way, but I, now I, I like players. I'm a basketball guy. So LeBron's my guy. Gilbert Arenas is my, is one of my favorites of all time. Um, so yeah, teams and players, Fred Van Vliet. That's my other guy. Better than yourself. Do you, do you like, uh, you, you follow the Ravens like closely or a little bit. I mean, I, I don't even know where Lamar is going to go. I got no idea. 
I don't either. I wonder if there's probably a sports book that has betting odds on that. Right I was now. literally just, you read my mind. I was going to say sports books these days. They, they have some, I'm sure they have something like my friends and I on the Super Bowl episode, we bet like, you know, like the color of the Gatorade, you know, color of the Gatorade over under the national anthem, you know, Jamar Chase to whatever run X amount of yards and then go out of bounds. It, crazy stuff. Yeah. You know, that, and those props are fun and 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 engaging. I think um, there's a lot that can happen because, I mean, these 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 moments in time have to get regulated, and different betting options have to get regulated. But there's a world in the future where it just becomes, you know, one with your TV or one with the device that you're watching it on, and you're really able to like be immersed in the games that you're watching. So I think that could be fun. Um, I think that also brings some concerns about like, you know, being, being too deep into the gambling weeds. But again, yeah. there's, if, if it's going to happen, it's better to happen legally where it's really visible than to happen underground, which is where, you know, a lot of dark shit happens in gambling and everything else. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you, it, you definitely want to be above the, above the water, you know, above the horizon kind of thing. So that's great. Uh, I got two questions left for you. What do you do for fun? Like, what's your thing outside of, outside of work? What's what's your uh, what do you what's your go to? Let's put it that way. Well, I was playing basketball four to five times a week until I tore my Achilles last year. Oh my god! So I'm 32 oh. and I might be retired. I tore it on KD's court, and he also had had a torn Achilles at the time. So it was oh no. Irony. Um, I play piano. You can see the piano behind me. Maybe it's next to my chair. Oh, like that little keyboard action. Uh, okay. So I play piano. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I like to travel. Um, I like to cook. I made a fire uh, taco quinoa bowl today for Taco Thursday. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to dabble in a lot of different things. But Got basketball was my main hobby. So it's like that's gone. I'm trying to figure out what I need, what I can do next. So were you playing on the Nets court? Is that what is that what I was kind of there, there's a court in New York on like 12th and first called KD court. It's a little outdoor court. It's oh. solid. Okay. And, uh, I like that. Yeah. I, I made the assumption. I was no, you said KD's court. I was like, okay, listen, I might have to say the Nets. So it was it's just some random like park, right? Or is it literally Kevin yeah, Durant's. no, it's a it's a park. It was it was it was fine competition. We were coming out of COVID. I was trying to get my legs back. Two hours in, I just ripped through and and it popped, and I knew it right away. And now wow. I have to learn how to golf. I guess. <laughs> wow, it's not a bad skill to have, you know, especially with business too, golf. So exactly, but I've been putting it off because I'm like, no, I'm a basketball guy. I don't golf, but now I have to. <laughs> uh, so my last question for you, Dylan. What, what do you say to kids out there, you know, that want to be in the position that you're in and want to be working at DraftKings or want to take, you know, a potential career path? Because I talk about, you know, taking potential jobs at DraftKings or taking potential jobs on different side of sports. Because I interview guys, you know, my guy was in the national championship versus Georgia. Great. Whatever. I have all these guys that I interview. What do they, if they want to go to another side of sports, whether it's analytics, stats, uh, gambling, because it's, it's all up and coming. What would you say they do or how would they do it? I have so much advice for this that I wish I did earlier. I, I, feel, I do feel like I, part of it I was timing for me. Again, it was like the thing I was most passionate about and spent the most time in turned into a booming industry. But I, part of it was I did put the time in. And, and I don't think there's enough industry matter experts out there. 
Um, I've actually been toying around with the idea of like putting up this quiz, like not about teaching people how to gamble, but teaching people about the business side of gambling and, and do you really know it? And, you know, most people in the industry don't really know it is, is my sense. And I think there's, there's a huge area of opportunity there for young people to learn this stuff before, you know, my generation does, we're all in, in, in late twenties, early thirties. So I think like really diving into the business side of gambling is an opportunity, but just generally I have a couple other pieces of advice, like be different is one. I get the same LinkedIn messages multiple times a day and everyone tells me that they like sports and they want to get it out. Everyone likes sports. Everyone likes sports. Who doesn't? Exactly. So something I would do in the way that I would use LinkedIn, I wish I did this when I was trying to find jobs is like, reach out and bring value, be funny, be witty, do a podcast like you're doing. That's smart. Like oh, yeah. anything that's different other than I like sports and, and I'm going to work hard. Everyone likes sports and everyone, everyone that's good is going to work hard. So, you know, be different, try to bring value off the bat, become an industry matter expert, like do your homework. I, I, I liked podcasts and I think that acts accidentally was like a way that I learned because I didn't do great in school. But I would right. just listen to these these podcasts, these business podcasts, business of betting podcasts, and that actually really increased my knowledge base. And I read everything, everything, at any forum, every article on gambling from 2010 to the last couple of years I, I was on top of. So, um, yeah, it's like that that to me is a way to move up. There are other ways if, if your dad is uh, a VP somewhere that could help. But um <laughs> Exactly. If you want to like, if, if you really want to give yourself the best chance, I would take some of that advice and, and try to be different, be unique and um, be yourself. Words of wisdom. I got one question left. It's quick. I know you got a hard cutoff at five. Who you got winning the Super Bowl from a, from a DraftKings employees perspective? What's your Super Bowl pick? Yeah, I guess I have to say that I know nothing. And if I had any information, I wouldn't be working in the industry. I'd be betting. Um, if I had to pick right now, I would probably have to go. I I I wanted the Chargers, so that that I did too. loss was not good for me. Oh. Um, I think I'm gonna roll with the Chiefs. I have I have some relationships with people that I really want the Chiefs to win for. Mahomes, I don't mind if he kind of steals Brady's thunder at the end of his career. So totally. I'm going to go Chiefs. I know that's probably boring, but... Whatever, and sit next to Travis Kelsey at dinner, you know, a couple times. True. Whatever, yeah. man. Take it. Why not? Take it and run. Uh, Dylan, thank you so much. I know you got a hard cutoff in a couple minutes. Thank you so much for joining me on Jackson Share Sports Radio. Um, I had a pleasure. I had a blast learning just more about the industry and learning a different side of sports that, you know, you don't see every day. So thank you for joining me, and uh, we'll run it back soon. Yes, sir. Keep doing this. This is awesome. I love your energy. And uh, you're going to do big things. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. See, See you later, man. No. That was Dylan Bordita. Uh, he was just on Jackson Share Sports Radio. Wow. I had a lot of great things that were from him. I actually didn't expect this interview to go as long as it did. And my questions, you know, whatever. He from the D.C. area. He's great. And, uh, you know, I kind of learned another side of the. Uh, industry of sports. And he basically taught me that. And it's it's not all about, you know, great. You can be great in school. You know what I mean? You're, you're great. Hard worker. You can love sports. 
you need to be unique. You need to be different. And you know what? I'm, I don't do this podcast to just be unique. I love sports. So I want to pour that into something, which is a podcast that, that I run that you guys are listening to right now. And, you know, I want that. I kind of want that to happen. You know what I mean? I want, I want to be on, uh, I want my takes and views to be widely seen, you know, widely seen or widely viewed. Um, and that's kind of why I run this podcast for, for many reasons. But the main reason is for me to teach a teach high schoolers like myself, how to get to those higher level positions. Cause I mean, like he's like Dylan even said, he didn't have any advice. He had zero, zero advice, uh, going into going out of college on where he could go for his job expertise. So he started a customer service and he built his way up. I don't have to repeat it. That's the main idea. I want to teach you guys and you guys just learned some very valuable information. Uh, so I appreciate you listening to Jackson share sports radio and, uh, we'll hop on the next podcast pretty soon. We got Kobe Savage of Kansas state coming up and a surprise guest from the Baltimore Ravens staff. Join me on the next podcast. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.